Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. Got a bus to move on, show. Let me get it. So how do we accomplish our goals? I'm stuck with Jason today. This is David Benham. <laughs> I have my evil twin Jason here with me. Eric is in Denver right now. We just finished our mastermind in Miami and he is slammed doing all the follow-up. And so Jason and I wanted to lay down a quick podcast because we were talking about the power and the effectiveness of goals, but how do you actually accomplish them? What are some practical tips on accomplishing your goals? And so I'm going to kick this over to Jason and then I'm going to mop up what he well, messes up. You know, I got to, I got to be honest. We have gotten such good reviews on Eric's podcasts and his content over the last like three or four that we, he's a they, Jedi. I, I'm a little intimidated. Whatever. He's like, a I Jedi. I don't know about this. Is he, I would he, would he be Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi? I mean, I think he'd be a combination of both. He doesn't have that weird green tint to him, but he's a, he's an obedient. He, he is from Colorado. If you haven't listened to the last few podcasts that we've done, you need to listen to them because Eric Dadgumbeck, who is our new CEO at Expert Ownership, who also helped to build out the global training platform for the E-Myth. A lot of you business owners out there know that. And he has, he's a master coach of ours, and he is now doing podcasts with us. And so when he's doing podcasts, I love it because I just sit back and listen. And I'm, I'm sitting there learning just like you guys are. And I'm sitting there writing as fast as I can. So Eric, we, we miss you. I know you're not with us right now, but David and I want to talk about three keys to accomplishing a goal. So when you come up with a goal, obviously it's good to write down goals, right? You want to keep them smart. And I don't have the acronym offhand right now, but it's like, they, they, well, they've got to be measurable. They've got to be yeah, attainable. Simple, measurable, realistic. attainable, realistic, and time-bound. There you go. That's smart. Some people say smarter. Wait, say that again. Simple. Simple. Measurable. measurable attainable. Attainable. Realistic. Uh, and time-bound. Time-bound. You got to put, you got to, if you can't put time on it, if you can't put a time or a date on it, then it's not a good goal. Especially for Christian entrepreneurs. I just want to, I just want people to know God, right? It's like, okay, that's great. That's not a goal. Yeah. That's just Christianese. But of course we want people to know the Lord, but he experience, people experience the Lord through our services, but we've got to make them measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Yeah, and so I'm going to give you three keys that's going to help you accomplish your goal, whatever that goal is, and, and you can call it a dream if you want, whatever you want to call it. We're going to give you three specific keys, but let me back up and just tell you, when David and I were in professional baseball, constantly, when you're in the minor leagues, all of us guys are thinking about what we're going to do after baseball, because very few of us actually make it to the big leagues. It's like some 2% make it to the big leagues yeah, or some, some crazy number. of us aren't going to make it to the big leagues. So all of us are sitting there thinking we're in the locker room. We're talking. What do you think you'll do when baseball's over? And so we all talk, you know, a lot of guys like coach, I want to teach, I want to, you know, I want to do insurance or I want to do something. So the fact is, is that most of us just want to make money. We don't know exactly how we want to make money. Well, the, it was true for me and David and David's brother-in-law, Gave him a book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. And we both were in pro ball. And I remember David read it and he told me, he's like, dude, you got to go get this book. 
It's all about how to earn wealth through real estate. It's all how you can get like this thing called passive income. And David and I are like, okay, so what's passive income? <laughs> yeah, our, dad, our pastor dad did not teach us about passive what's income. What's passive income? All we knew is that you needed to trade time for money through a job. You know, now we understood the value of being an entrepreneur. We were both, our, we owned our own lawn company since we were 12. So we understood the value of owning that business, but we were still trading time for money. And so that, you know, we're thinking, what are we going to do when baseball's over? David reads this book. Neither one of us are done with baseball. And, and all of a sudden, the, the goal of being financially free was birthed. Being financially free specifically through real estate. And it was, it was kind of a dream of ours. Like, we can do this. We can do this. And so over the years, as I look back on it now, by God's grace, by the time we were 33, we were financially free. And we, if you ever take our Mastering Small Business course, which if you haven't, you need to. Go to expertownership.com. And you can uh, get that course. We ha also have a lot of coaching going on, but you, that course is a great introductory to where we can help you specifically with your business. But we talk about the value of having a, having a goal and how to accomplish a dream. And David and I became financially free at 33. By 35, we were independently wealthy, which if you don't know the difference between those, you got to go take our course. <laughs> no, financially free is that your passive income exceeds your, your bare knuckle living, living expenses. expenses. Independently wealthy is your passive income now exceeds your comfortable budget. Yeah, a budget that you would think is very comfortable for you to live. Now, to get to see a preneur status, that's the next level where your passive income exceeds the 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 most amount of money that you could ever even imagine having. So you want to be a see preneur if you can. Now, here's the thing. David and I had this goal of being financially free. And now that I look back on it, I see three key things that have really helped us grow our wealth accomplish our goals and all of this. And so I'm going to give you all three things and then we're going to go back and look at each one of them. Okay. And, and it's like, it's the acronym POV, like point of view. So it's POV, passion, obsession, visualization, passion, obsession, visualization, the first the visualization. The first thing is passion. Like if you really want to accomplish something, how bad do you want it? And what gives you passion is your why. So if you've read our book, Expert Ownership, and you'll see we talk about this. There's two very important words that that give you passion. Those two very important words, I think, are two of the most important words for all entrepreneurs. These two words are, so that. It's like, I want to build a company that's the largest in its industry, you know, in, in, in North America. So that. Like, if you can't put a so that on the end of it, and then and then what comes after that so that is something that that gets you up in the morning, then ultimately you're going to burn out. Like I want to build the largest company in North America so that I can breathe life into communities across the globe. Yeah, but that's not know. measurable. That's not attainable. It's not realistic. That's, so you have to, you got to, you got to whittle you gotta it down. You got to whittle it down. So I'm giving you a big picture and then you can whittle that down. It's like a 32 inch waist by Christmas. Oh, come on. December yeah. 2020, dadgum two. You know, like whatever that is. That's not realistic, Jason. But listen, how passionate are you about it? If you don't have a so that, then passion is going to wane. So ask yourself, what, what's a goal that you've got right now? Now think about it. If you're driving your car, if you're working out, if you're what, sitting in a sauna right now and you've got our podcast playing, sitting in a sauna. What is your so that? What is your so that? <laughs> what is and, your and, so and ask that? yourself, you, you can kind of walk through these things. What is it that makes the hair on your arm stand up? What is it that really energizes you? Also think about what is it that drains you? What is it that really kind of weighs you down a little bit? What do you see yourself in? Like when you were a young boy 
or a young girl, you're 10, 11, 12 years old, who are your heroes? Who was it in movies or in uh, the characters in animation films that kind of stood out to you? Like, what is it about them? And you can begin to slowly but surely start seeing the purposes of God that are in your heart because eternity, it says in Scripture, is set in the hearts of us. He, he, God puts it in our hearts. And there are things He wants us to be passionate about. Now, we're not talking about unbridled passion. That is wrong. Yeah. To go out and just follow your passions, you know, or the great heart song. Listen to your heart. Was that heart? Yeah. Yeah, it was, was heart. That was heart. When it's calling for oh, you. Well, sometimes you should listen not to listen your to your heart, heart <laughs> because it is desperately wicked at many times. But we're talking about anchored passion. Passion right. that's anchored in, number one, the purposes of God, and number two, the purposes that he's put in your heart, specific. Like, I'm not passionate about certain things. Like, I, I'm not passionate about teaching little kids how to read. Now, my wife, this is David, my wife, Lori, it, it honestly, she tears up thinking about it because she just helps these young little five and six-year-old kids read and she comes home and she talks for 30 minutes. She's so excited about how they finally read their first sentence. She's so passionate about, why? Because that's what God put in her heart. And so that's for you as well. So passion is anchored passion in the truth of God's word and in who God made you to be. So that's so that is the most that's the most important phrase for you in business and that passion will get you out of bed in the morning if you're feeling burned out go back to your so that how passionate are you for david and i we wanted to be financially free if you've read our book expert ownership we want to be financially free so that one day we can speak and write and we wanted to speak and write without relying on the people that we speak to and write to to have to pay us right now you want to get me and david to come in for a fundraiser you're going to have to pay for that but David and I can go and speak at a church and not have some crazy the, per diem because we are financially free by and, God's grace. And then the secondary so that is so that we could be a voice for the voiceless, so that we could stand in the gap where we felt like a lot of believers, especially Christian entrepreneurs, were not able to stand because they're too busy building their business. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we see unplanned pregnancies with these mothers and they felt the only choice was to go to Planned Parenthood. We're like, no, 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 no. We want to build a business. And we had this right from the very beginning so that we could launch a pro-life ministry. Yeah, And that pro-life ministry, we were going to launch in Charlotte. We wanted at least 100 sidewalk volunteers. you know. So we, we made it all measurable, realistic, and attainable. And by God's grace, we were able to accomplish it. And, and so we write about that in our book. And let me just say this real quick, quick side note. If you haven't read our book, Expert Ownership, you can get it for free, plus shipping and handling on our website. Go to expertownership.com and get that book. I'm telling you, you, you want to get it. We split it into two parts. Part A talks about our story. That will inspire you because even as I read my own story, I'm reading it going, wow, God, look what you did. That's amazing. We built our businesses, all of them across the globe on the principles of the Bible. And then part B, we share our 12-step process on how we became seapreneurs by God's grace, where you don't even need a business anymore. Now we keep one because businesses have instrumental value, which means that they can get you the money you want. And they also have intrinsic value, which means the business itself is a ministry. So go get the book. Now, that's the first part is passion. passion. Okay. You want to accomplish your goal. You got to have passion. The second is obsession. This is about your what. So passion is about your why. Why are you doing this? Obsession is your what. For me and David, it started out with financial freedom through real estate, but specifically single family investment houses. And we became obsessed with it. And why I say obsession, because everything that we did in terms of building our business was so that we could make enough money to buy houses. And that obsession, it literally determined our spending. 
to a point where David and I were driving. He was driving his wife's silver Dodge Grand Caravan. I was driving my wife's green Dodge Grand Caravan. Mine had 189,000 miles on it. And then I love <laughs> and that. his wife wrecked it by driving over a curb. She drove over a curb that had a little tree. And, <laughs> and she ran over the tree and it destroyed the bottom of the... So they got some good money for that. But anyway, that obsession for David and I, we because we wanted houses and financial freedom through real estate so bad, we drove hoopty cars for a long time to a point where we were selling franchises and I was driving at that point, I was driving a nine, no wait, a 2005 Nissan Altima. I thought it was a Mitsubishi Galant. I was driving an Altima at the time and Dave was driving like an 04 Altima. Both of us had like a hundred and something thousand miles on those cars. They weren't nice. I mean, we kept them up nice. But we were selling franchises to people driving Infinities, BMWs, Mercedes. I remember a guy sitting at at a uh, hotel room table with us in their conference room, and he wrote us a check for, I forget how much it was. It was like $86,000 or something like that. And I went outside and got in my Altima, and, and he was driving a rental car, but he's a, he was a high roller, so he was driving a big fancy car, but he was telling me about his his Mercedes and, and he had to give an application to get into our franchise. And I looked at his net worth and it was $20 million and he had several million liquid. And I'm sitting here taking an $86,000 check from him, driving a hoopty. And I'm like, I love this. But I love this. Cause we turned around and took that 86. You want to know what we did with it? We didn't take any of it for ourselves. Of course we had to tithe, aside, tithe taxes, tithe taxes. And then we turned around and bought ourselves like a $45,000 junk rental property. Now that, that property is worth 200 K now in the fixed, Charlotte area. But. Fixed it up. And we turned that $45,000 investment plus maybe, you know, another 30 that we had in our bank account. So $75,000 investment to a thousand dollars a month in passive income. But now we were obsessed with it. And here's what we did. We actually had a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet that was looking, that would actually track our cash flow. So we would have our budgets there and then we would look and say, okay, if I can get this many single families. Now, of course, we went into it. We've gone into commercial. We've gone at every number of things, multifamily. But then, of course, starting building other small businesses. So those are kind of our passive investment vehicles. But we would we would actually track. We were so obsessed with it. And what we found is that our obsession with achieving financial freedom through the first chunk of real estate that we were going to buy. We were so obsessed with it that all the desire for the little stuff and the gadgets of life just fell by the wayside. We didn't fall into yeah. now I'm driving a Bucati and I've got or Bugatti. I said Bucati. What an idiot. I don't even know how to I'm say not it. Eating Biscotti. But, but anyway, but but what here's the cool thing. As entrepreneurs and as business owners, you you do not want to spend your seed. You want to spend your harvest. Right, you don't want to live off the seed. And the first five years of business, actually, Jason and I was the first ten years of business. We kept putting that seed back into the ground, back into the ground, back into single family residential, into some ten family, ten units, yeah, ten plexes, into a big old commercial building, and into all these other investments. Then we started seeding other entrepreneurs, training those guys, and they were going out and uh, building other businesses like tax and accounting and software development and other things. And Jason and I, after about ten years, realized, okay, now we can start harvesting a little bit of this. And that, because we were so obsessed with accomplishing and achieving that goal that we could look at on our spreadsheet, that it really helped us to accomplish the goal that we had set before us. That's obsession. This is about your what? So passion is your why. Remember, it's so that. Now, why do we want to accomplish financial freedom? So that, and David and I, we want to speak right. We want to 
help people. Like we want to be voices for the voiceless. And the Lord's allowed us to do that. If you're not uh, joining us live stream on Thursdays, go to at Benham Brothers, 8 a.m. Eastern time on, on live stream on any socials. So you can check us out. But so you got passion, then you got obsession. That's you need to be obsessed with it. This is your what? Okay. And third, you've got visualization. You need to visualize it. This is about when. So passion is about why. Obsession is about what. Visualization is about when. Visualization. So when David and I started out, 2003, our own business. And again, we had this passion for being financially free. We were obsessed with finding single family rental houses and saving all of our money to, to do that. I remember being at a park, 2003. I was with my family and I was pushing my son on a swing, but I had to run back you know, and, and do some stuff at the office. David and I were really busy. And I just thought to myself, man, it would be nice if I didn't have to trade time for money right now. If I had enough passive income to exceed my living expenses so I could stay out here at the park and push my little son. It was Trey at the time. That was his name. And Tori was pregnant with, with uh, Allie, our daughter, and so who are now 20 and 18. And I got a 16 and a 12 as well, almost 12. And so I, I remember visualizing in my mind when I was out there pushing Trey on a swing, I visualized in my mind what it would be like if I were out there pushing a swing and I didn't have to run off and do something at the office because my passive income exceeded my living expenses. And I started thinking about it and I started visualizing myself. And you know what? I started to feel really good in that moment because your brain can, can your brain is so powerful that if you visualize something, it tells your body that that thing is real. They did this research project years ago where they attached these little lobes or whatever to people's brains. They put them on this brain scan and they had them visualize a sunset. And then they took another group of people and they had them actually watch the sunset and they had both of their brains attached to these little scanners. And they showed the exact same brain waves that were activated in the people who saw the real sunset were the same ones that were activated in the people who visualized it. That's the power of visualization. So when you visualize yourself accomplishing that goal, all of a sudden, the, the opportunities that will help you move toward that goal will manifest themselves. So David and I, we visualized ourselves being financially free. I visualized myself having 10 rental houses paid off like that. Well, guess what started to jump out at me? I would drive down a neighborhood and all of a sudden I would see a house whose grass wasn't mowed very well and had a little white sticker on the front door, which I learned at some point that meant foreclosure. And all of a sudden houses like that were jumping out at me everywhere because I had visualized something. And now my brain kicked in and was helping me to see and to find those things. It works like this. I just bought a Chevy Malibu used Chevy Malibu for my daughter, Allie. She wanted it. She liked the way it looked. I'm like, honey, let's get a Honda or something like that. She's like, no, I like this dad. I'm like, okay, so we'll get you one. Now, guess what I'm seeing everywhere? Chevy Malibus. Chevy Malibus. Now, those Chevy Malibus were there all along, but I never saw them. Why? Because I didn't, I wasn't looking for one. But now, because Allie wanted a Malibu, I start visualizing it. I start looking for one. Now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing them everywhere. The same is true. When you have a goal to, to get 30, let's just say, let's go back to 32-inch waistline. How passionate are you about it? What's your so that? So that, you know, it might make sense for you to, so that you can be the kind of person of which Eric says, you're always strong enough for two people. 
Like that, that is a good reason to want to be fit so that you're always strong enough for two people. Second, obsession. How bad do I really want it? If I want it really bad, I'll, I'll put down that spoonful of ice cream unless it's once a week and it's my cheat meal. You can be paleo 90%, paleo 10%. Okay, how about that? Okay, good. So it's obsession. Obsession. And then visualization. Visualize yourself being in shape. Visualize yourself with that 32-inch waistline, whatever that looks like for you. Visualize it. So passion's about why. Obsession is about what. Visualization is about when. And here's what happens with POV, okay, with these three things. It gives you stickability. When the going gets tough, on your way to accomplish your goals, your dreams, or whatever, POV gives you stickability. Passion, obsession, visualization. So let me end with an exercise. What I want you to do is I want you to write out your goal or your dream or whatever, okay? And it may be several different things, but just write it out. Keep it as simple as possible and spend 10 minutes a day visualizing it. Just try this for a week. Spend 10 minutes a day visualizing it. So if yours is like, okay, I want to be financially free. Okay, good. That's not measurable. So that that's a dream. That's not a goal. Remember, a dream written down is a goal. A goal broken down is a plan. So you're going to have to do those things. So you got your dream. Break it down a little bit into a goal and spend 10 days, 10 minutes a day for a week visualizing yourself having already accomplished that goal and then remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place. And then what you'll happen, what you will see is that slowly but surely you will make your way toward achieving your goal. Okay. Aren't you guys glad David didn't open his mouth? I did. I opened my (laughs) mouth. I gave some very practical things and it was awesome. All right. Good job. Wait, wait, wait. We got to do own it or loan it. Oh, Okay, okay. So let me ask you, okay. Own it or loan it. Tight black t-shirt. What well, what do you mean by tight? Define that. Well, you know, like super like tight, like those dudes on Instagram and stuff trying yeah. to show off. Uh-huh. Of course, loan that. Gym. Loan that sucker. See? Good. And, and we're we'll be 47 in October. Okay, how about this? Own it or loan I, it. I like a good fitting t-shirt. I don't like skin tight nonsense. Own it or loan it. V-neck. Well, I would always say own it until my kids told me that I'm 40 in my 40s and I can't be wearing V-necks in my 40s. I don't understand that. <laughs> That's better than turtlenecks. Our dad still wears turtlenecks. Yeah, it's because he's cold. He's 74. <laughs> he's cold. Leave the man alone. All right. Well, that's it for expert ownership. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, um, share this with anybody that you think it will help. Don't forget to go to expertownership.com. And, and, we've, and we just got done with an awesome event in Miami. Maybe on our next podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but we're having another one in Aspen, Aspen in the fall. And it'll we're be in September, no date yet, but concentrated it's Concentrated coaching. So ne- next podcast, we'll give a little feedback on that. In the meantime, impact over income, but if you can have both, that is always awesome. Might as well. See you next week. I've been really, really feeling it. Feeling it. Got a bus to move on show, let me get it. If you really, really feeling it, put it in your left hand, right hand, throw it up and hit it.